welcome to another episode of My, my Body, Body Stuff. Stuff. Oh, I changed my voice. You hear that, guys? That was different. I went deeper. It was nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, also talk. known as the thoughts that keep us up at night. Ah! So um, this week I've been haunted by privilege. And this is a big one, and I'm just kind of being awakened to what my privilege means. Mm -hmm. So you guys, I'm just going to, we're just going to ramble off thoughts. These are not well-developed. I'm literally just starting to be like, oh my, oh my gosh, this is how privilege is affecting my life, other people's lives, why privilege is such a, a problem. And I think one of the things is that we don't, those who have a lot of privilege aren't really aware of its effects or our responsibility with that privilege. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just kind of beginning to wake up to what all this means. And I'm starting to explore this in my own life. Mm -hmm. I loved what we were talking with Erin last week, um, prior to the podcast last week. And she had brought up attending um, a group um, for Native American folks. And when they started the group, they said, they just asked her, you know, we need you to just listen. They didn't want her feedback. They wanted her to just listen. And I thought that was so, it brought up a lot for me in terms of privilege that, and she and Aaron talked about it better than I can, but how it was really important for the, for that group to have their voice and find their voice and speak among themselves. Um, and to have, a woman perhaps with more privilege to sit and listen mm-hmm. um, and let them have their voices. Mm-hmm. But that sort of brought up, it kind of struck me like, oh, I always forget that I have privilege. Right. But how can I forget that? Right. Right. Yeah. And a lot of what is going on in the current events within the United States right now have, um, not only affected me emotionally and just the horrors that are are happening right now, um, but the way that it's like tapping into people's privilege is extremely disturbing mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, it is just really sad because so many so many people I think are recognizing and realizing if these were little white kids, this wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And that's like really it's been really powerful for me to think about it's like it's it's also it's really been hard for me from a spiritual standpoint because so much of what I believe in and so much of what I've um, been able to process about my own life is that everything happens for a reason we must go through dark times to have these rebirths and these revelations and to be able to evolve and grow and with every difficult situation that i've been in personally i've been able to sort of justify my my beliefs about why these things are happening but what's thrown me for an incredible loop and has just really started spinning me out is that if i have a belief system I cannot have it be situational or circumstantial. It must be universal for me. Mm -hmm. Where I'm really faltering and and really questioning a lot of things right now is I look at what's happening to some of these vulnerable members of the human family. And I cannot 
I cannot say, oh, this is happening for a reason. You're exactly where you're meant to be. All these beautiful posts on Instagram where it's like, you know, people who I, I, I actually have a lot of respect for and I, I look up to, you know, posting beautiful pictures and being like, just trust. You're exactly where you need to be, blah, 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 all this stuff. Normally I can be like, yes, yes, I can see that in my own life. I can I can understand that. I can work through I can work through my pain or whatever it is, my darkness, and realize that there's there's something bigger here. But when human beings do this level of torture and inhumane um, treatment of vulnerable people, I cannot look at this situation. And, and if someone asked me to look an eight-month-old in the eye who'd been separated from its parents and asked me to say to that kid, Everything happens for a reason. You're exactly where you're meant to be. I can't do it. So what it's done is it's thrown all of my, like, my beliefs and, like, my understanding of the world. And it's really, it's thrown it into question because then it's taken some beliefs that I hold on to pretty strongly. And it said, oh, Kaylee, these are circumstantial beliefs. These mm-hmm. are not universal. And this is a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. These are beliefs of privilege. These are beliefs of privilege. Very and good. so I'm super rocked mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You've been kind of rocked open. I've been rocked <laughs> open, but I'm, I, I'm not afraid of opening. This is the, uh, it's, it's, I mean, what do you mean by that? I guess. I mean, in terms of so sometimes we hold a belief system, we go like, Oh, that's the belief system. And then we kind of hold it in our hand, like a kernel or something. And we can kind of look at it. But sometimes when we have to go back, we have to open the hand and kind of go like, oh, it actually may be this, this, and this. So it's kind of opening that belief system. It's sort of broadening that belief system, or I guess. Or I think narrowing it because I'm like, actually, I don't know if that can be my belief system if I can't look at every single person and say, this is, this is, this is, this is a truth to me. Mm-hmm. I can't hold that anymore as a truth. So rather than opening it up, I almost think it's, it's closed it. Or maybe it's letting it go. Or it's letting it go. I think it more of a, of a letting go. More than anything than that, I, I think it's just a realization that my belief system is based on a, it's based on a privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very, that's a really... Because I honestly don't think, because of my privilege, something as horrible as what's happening to them would happen to me. Because I have privilege. You're exactly, yes, you're exactly And so that right. is where I'm really, and all these people who are like, you know, they're illegal, whatever. That, that is, that is, you are coming from such a privileged perspective if that is how you feel about this. Because you feel protected by this system or whatever. You feel like your life is safe, that what, what you have, you've earned somehow, or that you are, you're, you're, you have this privilege. And you don't have to fear that someone's going to come and take your children. Right. You know, like if you're going to go to Canada and they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, your visa doesn't match. Yeah. We're going to take your kid. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. even, you can't That's, even conceptualize you can't that. conceptualize that because you are sitting in a place of such privilege. Yes. You have no fear related to any of that. You have no fear related to someone might take your life tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, realistically, of course, all of us could die tomorrow, but... These people are coming from places where they realize my life or my child's life could end tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, in within our own our own country and the dynamics of of 
citizens of this country, I think the African-American population would beg to differ with that and say, yes, true. I am afraid of my life. That's very true. But again, we are, we are as white women sitting in this place of privilege. privilege. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just having like, um, I'm just having so many, like, a lot of like sadness around this and how how much people cling to their privilege as if they've earned it yes right as if they deserve it and it's just not true it's not true it's just not true just there's nothing in this, in this time in this place where this particular group has privilege right you know it could be very nothing different that in you've 500 done. years it was probably different 500 years ago absolutely you know yeah, and so, you know, I've been, I've also been, um, I've been having a hard time also with um, having compassion. So I, my heart always pretty much goes to the underdog. Mm-hmm. My heart is, is usually with the most vulnerable of the, of, of, of in, in any situation. It's who is the most vulnerable here and that's where my heart goes. Mm-hmm. So where I'm really struggling in my personal life is how to have compassion for the person who is using their privilege to point fingers. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time to to also have universal compassion. Yes, right. From the from the privileged pointing finger person. Yes. But that must come from fear for them. You know, there's some deep fear that's sort of driving them to say, you know, we must, you know, uh-huh. be this mean to people mm-hmm. because we are not safe in some way. Well, I think it can be two things. I think there's either a fear of this not enoughness, which in that case, I think those people really need to practice um, abundance, abundance <laughs> and believing in abundance and yes. that there's enough to go around and that it's okay to share. Um, I mean, isn't that one of the first rules that we teach little children is you need to share. Yes. And then you see all of these adults who are like, I'm not going to share. No. Because I'm better than you and you don't deserve any of my stuff. Well, right. What gave you that privilege? Well, I get to live here. Okay, well, it's like, again, using privilege, like the birthright privilege, we didn't earn and we didn't do anything to be born into the situation that we're born into. The other thing is like, all of us are not from here. Yeah, I mean, exactly. (laughs) As you go back to the whole, like, everyone's like, well, you can't come because I'm from here. I'm like, well, where did you come from? from? Is there a line that we get to draw? Yeah, is it 2,000 years? Because then most of us, you know, are out, you know, except for Native (laughs) Americans, you guys get to say, this is ours. This is our place. Totally. Yes, exactly. And, and so I either think it's fear or I think it's just total arrogance. I think it's what, I think it's opposite ends of the spectrum. I think there are literally people of privilege who think that they're better Mm. and that they're not, they're not, I don't know if all of it's fear-based. I think part of it is like superiority and again, privilege, thinking that they somehow are better. Mm-hmm. Well, and the and the rhetoric that's being thrown about is definitely exacerbating people's views. You know, the views mm-hmm. that are like these people are that are coming into the country yeah. are all um, they're uh, criminals. Right. So you could see where you feed into those people's fear. Look at all the criminals coming across the line, the illegal criminals. And then you look, how can you look at these pictures of children and not see anything but pure innocence and that that to me is shocking i'm like where is where's that humanness where's that human 
Compassion. Compassion. Where's the compassion? And I found myself. And do you think people want to walk all the way across three different continents or, you know, three, four countries? Not continents. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? And bring their small children and barely make it. You think that's enjoyable for them? Right. That's not enjoyable for them. That's like the hardest thing they'll do. And then you get here and then we're like, and we're taking your kids. Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah. And, and I guess I, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm noticing myself that I'm getting very frustrated with wealthy white people. Like I can understand, I can understand where there, if, if there is a lack, if someone is experiencing a lot of lack Mm -hmm. and they're feeling this fear of having to like share even this, like their resources, their resources, if they feel their resources are, are, are are lacking and limited. That in, in a, in a very like simple way, I can, I can, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. But when it's wealthy white people, Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. I'm really struggling because it's like, I don't know. It's like, where is, where is the compassion? Where is the humanity in all of this? Yeah. You know, and I, and I'm really struggling with the people in my life who are, um, who just kind of rest on their privilege. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I love what you said too in the beginning, how it's sort of rocking your value system or your belief system in why we're on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like what is our purpose? What is our purpose? And that, and that, you know, your belief system before, bef- prior to this was just like, well, these are, this is our lesson that we're put here for at this time. Mm-hmm. But obviously it doesn't make sense when you look at it globally in this form where you're like, no, I can't, this can't be like, you know, Mm -hmm. yes. The five-year-old, that's her path. She's put here to learn that. Yeah. It's confusing for me. Yeah. It's confusing for me. And part of it is like, okay, there is a bigger thing at play here. And all of us are like, you know, we're all pieces of this and we all fit in. And so there's a part of me that's still trying to like, see if I understand and, and, and believe that. But, and that's why, that's why when I get super caught up in this stuff, I try to take a step back and I try mm-hmm. to take a step back and I try to take a step back until it's not so, um, right in my face mm-hmm. that I can like almost feel things from like a spiritual standpoint instead of just the facts and what's, you know, and, and just the, the actual, like what's happening. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. What's happening. And, and you know, you, you, it's interesting because um, and I think we talked about this on a past podcast, but me, I'm, I'm usually attached to the why of something mm-hmm. like why? Okay. So why is this happening? The, what is the greater purpose behind this? Why is this happening? And you always tell your clients, you're like, stop trying to figure out why this happened. Let's just start to like move through it. Yes. Let's and resolve start it. dealing with what, what is it and what can we do about it? And what can we do about because it? Because the why can take a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they'll get, clients will get stuck up there. But yeah, why did why. it happen? Why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. Why did my kid do this? And it was like, yep, that's going to, that's a long journey with the why. But we know right now we've got this mm-hmm. particular issue right. that we can work on. Mm-hmm. And then we'll march through that. Yeah. And then perhaps it's a lifetime of answering the why. Right. And I guess for me, that's when... um 
that's why I think why this is getting so confusing for me because the what is exhausting to me. Yeah. The why invigorates me and it keeps me curious and it keeps me inspired and it, fe- it keeps me feeling connected to spirit. Mm-hmm. But when I get stuck in the what, I get really like, I, it, it wears me down. Mm-hmm. Like the what is like really tiring for mm-hmm. me, but the why is like what keeps me actually engaged with it because then I'm like, okay. Like what, why, what is the purpose of all of this? Mm -hmm. And so it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been really interesting. I also know I'm pregnant. So anything that has to do with like babies Babies. and family, like it's, and I have tons of hormones going, like it's really triggering me hard right now, but I just don't think that there's anything more cruel you can do than take a, a, a small child from its parent. No. You know, and they know that that's why they're doing it. Right. And these poor children, I mean, of course, they're the total innocence. They don't know. They don't comprehend. They don't even know why they came here. Right. Then it's like, why are we separated from our parents? But, like, going back to privilege, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's been, it's, it's actually even changed the way that I look at a lot of things that I love. Like, I love, um... I love design. I love architecture. I love houses. And I, you know, I, I, it's even changed the way that I look at like beautiful Southern buildings. I'm like that, that beautiful architecture and that lovely home, it has really, really awful, uh, like evil, like, um, like roots. Yes. And so it's been, it's been interesting because I'm noticing how much, um, like privilege is, has played into some of the things that I really enjoy. And so now I'm starting to be like, that, that actually doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. This doesn't feel good anymore because I'm kind of being woke (laughs) to, (laughs) I being woke to like, the way that privilege has has formed a lot of our society and in our our country. Yeah, and it just it continues to blow me away. I mean, how do you teach privilege? I mean, how do you teach a privilege awareness? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, how can we teach our children? I mean, I guess it would be going to other countries, maybe living in other countries, um, experiencing different ways of life. Mm-hmm. So they appreciate this way of life that they live here, but not even the, not even other countries. You don't have to go to other countries. Yeah, you to can see go to just the... go down to a different neighborhood. Yeah, or you can go to a city. Yeah, but even in Missoula, there's insanely different levels of privilege yeah. happening here. You know, and at least for our family and our kids, like, you know, I, I, one of I think the issues that at least the privilege of money has is that things don't seem as important as they are. Let's take, for example, water. Water is very cheap, but but the value of water is actually extremely high. And so what we try to always tell our our Huxley, at least because she can understand, is not to waste water. Not because there's it's expensive. We're not feeling any of the effects mm-hmm. of our, of our, you're not having to walk 10 miles to the well. Yeah. Or we don't have like a really expensive water bill if we used, you know, more water than we should be. But we try, what we try to just teach her and still in her is like, yes, we can, we can afford this water. We can afford to let the water run while we do the dishes and all of this stuff, but it's not ours just to waste. And that it does have a long-term effect and that there are people who are going to feel the scarcity of water. Mm -hmm. And so it's our job to not only take care of 
the planet, but to take care of the other human beings who are going to need these resources. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even if the price of water increases, like, we're still going to be able to take as long of a shower as we want, probably, you know, at least in in this lifetime. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but just understanding that just because you have the money or you have the resources or you have the ability, understanding that that is still a privilege and it should be understood and not wasted. Yes. The interconnectedness. Yeah. And like, um, and, and how can you use your privilege to help and to serve others? I think that's, if you have privilege, if you're in a place of privilege, you should always be asking the question, how do I use my privilege to serve humanity? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot, a lot of people of privilege are like, these aren't my issues. I don't have to deal with this. These people don't affect my life in any way. And so it's easy for people to just shut off. But even ignoring these problems is privilege. You are privileged to not have to think about this stuff. Are you recognizing that as privilege? Yes, you're so lucky that you're not having to deal with any of that stuff. And you even know that you won't have to. Like, it's even it's even yeah. known, like, no one's going to take my kid. Right. You know, n- none of this is going to happen to me. I can travel worldwide with my kid. And, right. and not even the kid thing. Like, like breaking beyond just the kid Myself, thing. yeah. Yeah, or just, you know, and I think especially as, like, a white person, Mm -hmm. you know, that's an insane amount of privilege right there. Like that. I don't, I don't, we don't even understand. Mm -mm. And, and I think unfortunately, because we do live in like a, I mean, what percentage of Missoula would you say is white? Oh, geez. 90, 90%, 95%. I mean, we, we don't even, we don't even watch the interactions of what our white privilege is allows us we're not even aware of no it. we're not even aware of it no. and that's i think part of i think that's why we all need to wake up to this and 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 understand how is my privilege um how do i want to say this how is my privilege hurting other people how can my privilege help other people how is my privilege um keeping me i don't know maybe removed or how I think whatever we have that other people don't, it's our job to figure out how we can help, how we can use that to help. Mm-hmm. I think as human beings, our job is to to help one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's humanity. That's compassion. And unfortunately, I think privilege allows a lot of people to just check out and to only think about themselves. I think that, I think maybe that's a big thing is privilege allows you to only focus on yourself. You're safe. You're privileged. You can easily focus on yourself right? for the rest of your life. There'll be no issue. I mean, except for, you know, your own personal issues. But I mean, in terms of outside forces, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was just thinking of my dad, you know, how he, he was very clear about using his privilege in mm-hmm. Hawaii. But it, his father had a very tragic story. And I think it, it fueled my father to make sure that he used his privilege. Mm-hmm. Because his father, his, his, his father's was half Hawaiian. His mother was full Hawaiian and my father's father's mother was alive during the overthrow. So Mm -hmm. the United States came in and they said, this is our country. They came in, they took it. And there was a queen, there was everybody Mm -hmm. in Hawaii and they took over the whole country. They just came in. They're like, that's it. Move over Kaylee. It's ours. And you're like, well, hold on a sec. We've been here for a long time. And at that time, 
the whole Hawaiian culture just like everybody cried. Everyone was wearing black. There was a huge shift. Um, my grandfather grew up um, sobbing all the time. He heard Hawaiian songs because he was half white and half Hawaiian. So he had a hard time gaining um, equal footing in either sphere. Mm-hmm. And so there was a there was that push me pull you type thing. Is am I white or am I Hawaiian? Do I have the privilege of the of a white person, or do I not because I'm dark? People know that I'm not white, and so there was that big dichotomy. And so he died at a young age, at the age of fifty, mm-hmm. because he couldn't make sense of what his privilege was and what his privilege wasn't, and where he fit into the culture. And then my father comes along and tries to make sense of all of that. And part of his drive, I think, was trying to make sense of the why and also trying to make sense of, even if I can't figure out the why, what can I do to keep this place um, sustainable for futures to come, for the future to come, for future generations? How can we still teach them about the Hawaiians that were here before mm-hmm. and yet welcome the newcomers in that, that weird, how do you do that in that balance of your life? Mm-hmm. And so fighting for his privilege and trying to use it the best way he could, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm so appreciative of that. And it was a huge struggle for him. Just like you've been talking about in terms of, you know, why, why did this happen? Uh-huh. And then how do I make sense of it? And what do I do about it? Right. Right. And, you know, there's not a lot of ways that I feel like I'm the, like the vulnerable or the, 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 the person at a, a disadvantage. I'm not, I don't come into a lot of situations in my life. So I want everyone to know that I'm also speaking, acknowledging my place of privilege in this podcast. And I don't have, I mean, I'd say the, the, maybe the way that I am more vulnerable is just with the sexes, just as a female. But mm-hmm. I'm also like, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty. I feel like I'm 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 really fucking excuse me <laughs> lucky. Oh yeah, yes. You know? And and I, I so I guess it's just important for me as we're talking and thinking about this to to say that I I have a hard time sympathizing with. Um, how privileged the other lucky ones? The, no, the no. unlucky ones is what I'm saying. Yes, does that not make sense? Say that again for me. I'm just saying I'm privileged, so I feel like this podcast is super skewed and uninformed. Also, because I'm not a person who who is at on the other side of privilege. Mm-hmm. Privilege in most cases in my life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So it still feels like a privileged perspective to even be having this talk. Yes, we have a talk. That's about what it. I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's does that very, make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting place to be. And another thing that I feel like is unfortunate about privilege is, um, let's I mean let's just even talk about climate change for a moment. The people who are being displaced by climate change are not the the super privileged populations in the world. Now, there's there's a part of me that's like, man, we would be able to affect change much more quickly if it were the privileged people who actually had to deal with the effects of our actions that have created climate change. But instead, it's these islanders, it's these, you know, these these smaller groups of people, native populations in countries that most privileged people can't even pronounce. Yes. And so it feels so distant from us. So the people who actually do have the power to make any sort of changes, 
they're not feeling it. Maybe it's a little bit hotter, so they're going into their air-conditioned cars and homes, or maybe there's some bigger natural disasters, but for the most part, they live in countries that are able to May not repair fully, but there's 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 an action plan to help with disaster relief. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. then you think about Flint. How long has Flint oh gone without goodness. clean drinking water? Like, what is that about? In our own country. In our own country, and it just, I just, part of me is like, okay, okay, whoever's in charge, like hit the people that actually need to feel it, who have the power to make a change. Right, or educate. We need education in this whole thing, I think. We're completely unaware. I don't think so. I think people don't care because it doesn't affect them. I think you can hand as much education to somebody who loves their luxuries as you want and say, mm -hmm. you got to start making a change because these are the facts. And they're going to say, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what's, what's um, Al Gore's an inconvenient truth? That's inconvenient. Oh, right. The truth is inconvenient because it asks us to start getting uncomfortable, to start making changes that don't just let us live this very privileged, very easy lifestyle. And they make us look at ourselves, you know? Who does? The one, like what you're saying, this whole thing happening with the children on the border has made us look at ourselves and say, who are we? You know, what is our belief system? Mm. And I think that that is that's one of the places it has to start with all of us sort of looking at ourselves and say, hey, who do we want to be as a country? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we want to be viewed? What type of people are we? Because we certainly espouse a lot of like, well, you know, do unto others as one would have them do unto you and all that stuff. And love yet thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. And that when you see this type of behavior, you realize that there's a percentage of our country that doesn't actually practice what they speech. Speak. Speech. speech. What did you speech? But I, it's privilege because they don't have to. They don't nothing have to. Putting their hand to the fire. Is that what the phrase goes? How's the phrase go? I think so. Put your hand put to the your, fire. Put your hand to the fire. <laughs> put your head in the womb. Oh, God. <laughs> but there's nothing that's saying, like, you need to deal with it. This is something that you need to figure out. Right. Because it doesn't affect them. No. So, and this is the and thing And you know what? Humans. The other thing is they don't even look like them, in a way. Even though we all look human. But for some people, they're like, well, they're not like us. Right. That's tribalism. They're kind that's, of brown people. That's the negative part of tribalism. There are some really beautiful things about, about having a tribe, but when tribalism makes you feel like you can't relate to other quote unquote tribes, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. We've got a big problem with tribe mentality. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's just a big, huge mess. I mean, do we wait till there's, till we're hit, you know, with, um, you know, climate change so seriously. Like, what city is in South South Africa now? And Cape they, Town. Cape Town's having to um, do all that stuff with their water. Yeah. There isn't any water but in Cape Town. But let's this happen to some... No, I don't want to wish negative things on people. I really don't. But I, I think that human beings, by nature, are lazy. And I think that they're self-centered. And unless something actually affects them personally, it's hard to get them passionate about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yes. And we forget things very easily. And we forget things easily. I mean, too. how quickly do we forget? But I do think that that's part of our adaptability. What about genocide? We're all like, we forgot about that. 
Right. You know, and it's like, how could we forget? Because it's exhausting. Who wants to think about genocide every single day? And then this stuff starts creeping up and you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. This is, this is starting to happen again. Like, we better pay attention. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And not to get too political, like, I, you know, I I don't know if this is genocide beginning to happen again. No, we don't know that. But this, this is. But there are warning signs that human beings innately forget because it's more convenient and it's more comfortable not to have to think about genocide every day. I am the first to admit that. I don't want to think about genocide every day. I am so tired thinking about this situation right now with the children. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. You know, like I would love to not have to think about this, but that's again, I have the privilege not to think about it. Exactly. And that's what really frustrates me about people who won't think about it because it's like, Oh, you don't want this situation to ruin your day. I'm sorry. I love this. Sorry if this is ruining your day or it's like, you know. Yeah. It makes me think of something very simple and personal. But um, uh, years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I was talking to my sister. I don't mind. She doesn't listen. I don't think. But, um, and. I feel like in the first episode, you said you were an only child. So (laughs) I don't think anything could be worse than completely dismissing you have sisters. (laughs) I was talking to my sister and I had gotten cancer at the time. And she was, you know, she's like 10 years older than me. I kind of look up to her and I was talking to her about it and we were sort of, you know, she was like, I wonder why you got it. And then she was like, well, I would never get that. And I'm like, oh, oh, like it was your fault. I'm like, how do you know? But it was almost privilege. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she thought she's so privileged she's and so powerful yes. that I would never have to worry about this sort of thing happening in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how inconvenient for you, dear. But it would never happen to me. And I got so mad at that point where it was like, what makes you think that this will never happen to you? Mm-hmm. Even for us, mm-hmm. you know, we take it that we're all like, yeah, you know, no one will take my kid away at the border. What makes you think that? What mm-hmm. makes you think that? Because there's no guarantee what's going to happen here in the next 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you all better be paying attention. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. That stuff makes me like, yeah. who? Who made, who, do you see the future? Right. And I think the important thing about, um, about compassion is saying, you know, it doesn't matter who is being targeted at or who is being, um, unfairly treated. I will still stand by them. I will still, my heart will go out and my, my energy and my resources will go out to help whoever it is. The powerless. The powerless. And so if it's, if, if it's the people spouting, you know, they're illegal, if people started going after those people's children, I would be just as upset as I am now. Yes. Because we have to care about injustices. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, we have to help each other out. I mean, honestly, I mean, what is, what is the purpose Mm -hmm. if not to love one another and to, and to, I don't, I just, I guess I don't, I guess I don't understand. Like what is, what are other people's driving force for their life? Or what is other people's purpose? Like how, what is somebody's purpose who doesn't care about this crisis that's happening right now? Like, okay. So if, if you don't care about it, then what do you care about? Mm-hmm, good point. What, what do, do you, you care, care about? about if you don't care about this? Yes. This injustice. Mm-hmm. My sister, um, she has, um, she has several Native American friends 
And she told me the other weekend when I was like super, super upset about this because this is something that I'm pretty consumed with right now. She said, you know, my Native American friends are actually pretty, um, not annoyed, but it's kind of like, they're like, well, where, where's all this fury coming from? Why, why aren't, why don't people have the same, these same feelings towards the injustices that are happening on reservations? And I just learned for the first time, if a white man commits a crime on a reservation, he can't be prosecuted because it's, it's a white man a on a reservation. So yeah. all of these crimes are being committed and there's no kind of system there's no, there's no justice system for it. Mm -hmm. And that made me really start thinking. And I, and I, I don't know, like, why isn't there more awareness to what's happening to those types of injustices? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And that's the purpose of this, of this awakening too, I think for all of us, this, this sort of privileged awakening of like, what is happening and how do we want the world to be? Right. Because we're turning into a global economy. Right. This whole world well, is very interconnected. <laughs> There's fights to to change that. Yes. <laughs> but unfortunately, the world is only getting smaller. It is. As it should. And it and we're all interdependent on each other, no mm -hmm. matter what we think. Even if we think we're not, we are, and we'll see that in these trade wars that are going to be happening and are are happening right now. But um we have to understand that we're we're all part of the human race. We are. We may have different skin colors. And by the way, folks, there's all this research saying in 50 to 100 years, everyone will have tannish skin. Right. Everyone. Right. <laughs> so maybe that's a blessing. Well, it absolutely will be. If people can't feel compassion for people who don't look like them, are you kidding me? Then we better all start to look the we same so that we can have compassion. <laughs> My God, is that what it's going to take? Then we're all like, we're all are like, you kidding me? Where's she from? Actually, I don't know. She looks. Does just it like... matter? No, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter because we're all part of the same family. We're like, hominids. We're Homo sapiens. It's just shocking to me, and I I understand. Like we can't. It, it's too exhausting to care about every single humanitarian crisis that's happening. I get that. I get that. But I feel like, to me, this one is especially hitting hard because it's on U.S. soil. Because I feel like it's completely racist. Mm. It's involving families. And obviously, where I'm at in my stage of, of life, it's like... And it's innocence. Getting, and, it's, and, it's, and it's innocence. And it's... Yeah, it's innocence. It's... it's it's torture too. I mean, this is like, this is torture. Yeah. It's different if you not say it would be different, but when you have these small children, they can't make sense of what's happening. It would be different if I was 25, but I, at least you could being... say we're being separated. And I'd be like, we're being separated. Yeah. Okay. You right. know, good luck or whatever, even though that's horrific too. But when you take a five-year-old or a three-year-old or a two-year-old or a one-year-old, they cannot make sense of that. Their brain can't make sense of it. Well, and it's coming back to mind-body stuff. It's all stored in there. Yeah. It's all being stored. All of this trauma, all of the fear, all of this is being stored in their body. And it's going to be something that affects them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I heard one little kid that was reunited was super mad at her mom. And that's a normal reaction. She kept saying, where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Yeah. Yeah, blaming it on the parent. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't, under. it's hard for them to comprehend. Yeah, how could I? I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand that. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on privilege though? Well, we all better be those of us that are white people uh -huh. in this particular country better be aware of our privilege. 
you know, we have to think about that. It affects our decisions. It affects who we are. It affects everybody, not it, just our decisions. It affects, yeah. Our privilege affects everybody. That's exactly right. And if you think that your decisions aren't impacting other people, my God, they are. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that is our responsibility as people of privilege in whatever, it could be race, it could be gender, it could be financially, it could, whatever. If you are, if you are privileged in your situation, like, I think we have to use that position to help, to serve, to give. All of these people who are so, so reluctant to share, I just don't understand that. Mm-hmm. What is going to be so bad about your life if you have to give a little bit to somebody else? I don't understand that. I'm either. not sure about this. It makes me so sad. But it's, I wonder if it's human nature that's sort of what made it successful. Or yes, like, but I'm that, not sharing. But this is where I think, can we have a little faith in the evolution of a human? Yes. Okay, in survival times, maybe this instinct of ours helped keep us alive and protected us. Yes. But right now, we are smart enough beings. We are intelligent beings. And we have the capacity to evolve. Yes. And if we are staying stuck in mind frames that kept us safe from danger or kept us alive, we can let some of that go and, and evolve. So people, I, I just, and not to say that anybody is, is like, well, yeah, I do think some people are more evolved than other people. And when they're only thinking about themselves, it's like, okay, time to keep moving. Like mm-hmm. keep on going now. Okay. Keep on going. You can keep progressing. You can keep advancing. In broaden your, your horizon. It's not just your little village now or your little area. You know, you can broaden it, get bigger and bigger and bigger. You're safe. Also, like, repeat, I am safe. Yes. Yeah, you're safe. There is enough. There is enough. Yes, in the the terms of abundance, there is enough. Yeah, and and so, and and these are truths that I do believe in. Mm -hmm. There is abundance. There is enough. Like, compassion needs to be king. That is what needs to be what what drives us, what what rules us, not money. Gosh, this, this whole, like, money, it's just... It's just so ugly. All these prisons that are, you know, these these prisons that are, or these or these organizations, these nonprofits, where you find out the CEO made one hundred fifty million dollars in two thousand seventeen. It's sick. It's money. We've got to let go of this grasp that money has over us. And, and how much money do you need? What do you need? How much for? money do you need? I mean, why do you need that much money? You'll never spend it in your lifetime. Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. Yeah, and if you have that much. I still don't understand. Why wouldn't you want to share? Why aren't you doing something with it then? What is the purpose of your life? It's not to get rich. Yeah. It's not to get rich. That's not the purpose of anybody's life. How could that be the purpose? That's so meaningless. It seems pretty empty at the end. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Like I said, I just really want to be clear that I'm speaking fresh thoughts to me because I am learning that I have a lot of evolution to do still. And I think it's okay for all of us to say, wow, I have a lot of growing and a lot of evolution that is still left in me. Mm-hmm. And so my, um, my journey with this understanding of my privilege, I'm going to be honest, like it's pretty much just beginning. And so my thoughts are very, very immature right now. So thank you for listening as my, as my, as my thoughts are just kind of forming From and developing of consciousness. Um, for those of you who also, you know, maybe feel like you have privilege or for those of you who feel like you, you don't have the have privilege, privilege, lacking privilege, or have felt the effects of that like I would I I want to be educated I want I want to know I want to know more about this I want to be 
I want to wake up to all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for, um, thanks for helping each other. Yeah. And, and hopefully sparking a need for all of us to expand our viewpoints and our ideas about privilege and who we are in the world. Because that's how that's how we grow, and maybe that's you know even if all this bad stuff is happening, maybe that's the joy or the excitement we should we should tap into in, in terms of like this is our growth, this is how we need to expand, and this is how we need to give and put our energy into compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe these really bad things need to happen so that we can all wake up. So yes. that we can all. I feel like we've been in the dark grow. sometimes, and yeah, and it's still all like coming oh, to the surface. Yeah, and again, this is where my overall spiritual beliefs uh, recognize that. But it'd be really hard for me to look one of those kids in the eye and say, "Yeah." Oh, thank you. You're supposed to go through this right now so I can wake up to my privilege. Yeah, like no. that feels like B. That's BS to me. Yeah, but that's. Kind of what we're saying. It's kind of, yeah, that is what we're saying. I mean, I'm all, I always try to look for the positive, but it's like you know, it is BS that is happening to these children, and, and this is parents. and to I their mean, parents, it's, and it's to the family, awful. and to a culture, and to a people. It's not right. The trauma, the generational trauma, is going. I mean, it's it's powerful. It's power. It's huge stuff that's happening right yeah. now. Um, but yeah. It, if we can take, like you're saying, like to try to put a positive spin on the end of this podcast, if we can at least evolve. So we can change. So that we can change. We have to change. It's It's got to change. This is not right. <laughs> it's not right. Not right. And we've, we've done this time and time again in our history. And when are we going to say, this is enough? Yeah. This is enough. We're done. Yeah. We already know this. We've been down this path before. Mm-hmm. Like, wake up. Yeah. Well, it's big stuff. It's big stuff. We appreciate you guys listening in. Doesn't always, you know, take it with a grain of salt. And I'm. we look forward to hearing your viewpoints on all this as well. Because we're just looking for expansion. We're Absolutely. looking for answers. Yes, please. I, I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to learn. I want to learn more. So... Thanks for listening. Yeah. Love Love you guys. guys.